Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Thousands of years ago, a puddle of slime had a bad dream, and from that slime crawled human beings, and from that bad dream grew the curse of sentience that has plagued humankind since that first slimy birthday. Now, in the distant cosmos, the ballad of humanity's folly plays out, a race of beings obsessed with their own destruction and with making movies about the future. Bad movies about a stupid future. Ballads and tales and fables and prophesies of the year 1998. Uh, come in. Are we, come in. Did it work? Past. Did it work, Future Dave? I think it did, Future Are Tom. Are we I think transmitting? We got them. We're transmitting once more. Hello, the past. Oh, my goodness. If you can hear us, say something. Write a note into the etch and carve a note into the floor of this blockbuster. I'm not sure what city we're in, but I'm sure you'll know. Well, it's a Hollywood video, Tom. That's right. A Hollywood Future video. Tom. Fuck. I hope they did. Okay. I hope they hear this part of the transmission. So yeah. if they did then a, a, a message should appear on the floor in front of us in front of us any minute now, Dave, future Dave. Okay, let's just... Ah, uh, you sons of bitches. Is that a dick? Yeah. Sweet. Of course it's a dick. Of course it's a dick. Sweet. Um, hey, folks, listen. It's, it's, it's future Dave and future Tom. We're here from the, the future year of 2023. Uh, and if, you, if you're just joining us, we've been trying to figure out how to fix the past... And I don't know, get home? Is getting home a thing? Is, are we quantum leaping? I don't think we're quantum leaping. I don't think that's in the cards um, for us, Future Dave. I think the best we can hope for is to try to report back to the past to, pre- to prevent our future from ever hap- happening, Dave. Right. So if we All do right. this properly, Future Dave, we should cease to exist. Right. Okay, that's what we are going for. And Future Tom, I'm, I'm sorry to say that we are running out of fuel which means this is probably going to be our last broadcast for a while, which means this is it. We have to fix the future, fix the past, by, fix the future by fi- fixing the past. Yeah. Um, we have to save with, the future by saving the past. Right. And there was just one more VHS tape uh, in this return box. And boy, we got a little bit of a surprise with this one. Uh, a few surprises. And I, I think it's, it's going to be good for us. Um, because let me tell you when, when, uh, so we, we grabbed this VHS tape, uh, which has, um, the return box, uh, from, it says Marco from the movie Omega Dune on the, on the thing, on the slip, uh, this copy of Neon City, uh, weirdly enough had a scanner darkly in it. 
I don't know why. I'm not sure. I guess somebody but, messed up. I guess Marco put the wrong tape in there. I guess, but it's kind of from the wrong era uh, that we were going with. This is 2006, The Scanner Darkly. So we went ahead and watched that, and it, it's like, you know, everything's against us, right? This, this ups the stakes, because it's not really a movie that might help us fix the past. It might be too late but at this point, Dave. We, we, also, we failed to destroy the future in order to save the yeah. past. Yeah. But what was also wild, it was stuck in the return box, and we found that it was attached to this, a hand. This is the darndest that was, thing. Yeah. Yeah. The hand was attached to an entire skeleton mm-hmm. uh, that we dragged out of that return box. And so I, I can only assume, Marco, this is your skeleton? Um, yeah. I guess carve a, a dick in the floor, if that's true. I don't, I don't know if that's how that would work. Um, but we got... Oh wait, wait, wait. So there's something bones. there's something showing up. There's something showing. There ain't no way that's my skeleton. Oh, I have some bad news for you, Marco. Um you see at some point in your in your future you got you got bone tattoos. It's a it's a huge fad. You you guys will run into it eventually. Um and yeah. you got the bone tattoo right here, right here at the the base of your elbow. It says Marco from the movie Omega Doom. So yep, it's you. It's right I'm here. sorry to be I'm, the bearer of bad it. news. I'm licking it right now. But you meet your yeah. end in a Hollywood video return box. Maybe you were seeking shelter from the nuclear fire. I don't know. Maybe maybe the rats got maybe you. Maybe the rats got you. Maybe the rats chased you in there and you starved, which is, man, sorry there's for no you. There's no way to know. I mean, there is an arrow sticking out of your skull, but there's no way to know mm-hmm. for sure what happened. It looks like you got may have been bisected. You may have been chopped in half. Yeah, but you know that could your, just be your time. misfortune. Yeah, your misfortune is our gain. Because I gotta tell you, folks, bones are great. Things um, here around the Hollywood video have been humming right along ever since yeah. your bones danced into our lives, Marco. That's a that's a drying rack for our clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used your skull as. Yep, we used your skull for so many things. We smoked, uh, we smoked out of it. Obviously, obviously, that's um, the first thing we but, did. But also, we noticed that we don't have a toilet, so problem yep. solved. We also don't problem have solved. any coffee mugs. Yeah, problem solved. Yeah, we have no mates. You know, no mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guess what? We do now. Mm-hmm. We, we sure have do. your skull. Your skull is so many things to us. And just, uh, all you and need we, is just we, a little bit of rat blood, and your skull becomes a tender yeah. lover, Marco. Exactly. So thank you, Marco, from the movie Omega Doom, for your skull. Uh, we love so it. Much we love your skull. Paintbrushes? I made a flute out of one of your bones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, earplugs? Your little toe your little toe bones? Mm-hmm. Those are good earplugs. Yeah. There's so many uses for your bones. Um and uh, hopefully for a scanner darkly, because once again, we are running out of rat corpses that fuel our generator. Uh, so, yeah, it's a it's a terrible technology. It. But uh, the plus side is that our Hollywood video uh, always smells like uh, homey burned rats. That's the real homey, folksy, comforting smell. Yeah, it's like it's like fall time in yeah, New England. Just incinerated rats as the leaves change. Yeah. So. Let's get into it. Let's talk about A Scanner Darkly from 2006. We're going to talk about the plot, and then we'll talk about the world itself, what the future world is, and the style of that world, and the technology of that world. But first, we're just talking about the plot. Uh, This is from fucking Richard Linkletter. Uh, This is... It's... Tom, had you seen this movie in uh, your past? It's like... when When the civilization... It's like pumpkin spice, but with dead rat. Right, Like a subtle hint 
of Dead Rat. Dead Rat Latte. Um, no, I actually I had not seen this film. Oh, at shit. At no point in my past or future wow, or present. Wow, Future Tom. I know. It was, a real, I, it was a real eye-opening experience for old Future Tom. I'm so curious to know what you thought because I, here's what I'll say about this movie. This is the first time I watched the film not high. <laughs> that said, I've watched this film like 10 times. Um, just never sober. That's very uh, interesting considering what the movie's about. <laughs> I know. Well, the movie's a fucking trip. It's yeah. the rotoscoping. Did you ever see Waking Life? No. So you never saw the Linklater like, rotoscope films? Nope. It, Waking Life is, a, is the hand-drawn version. This is obviously done through a computer. Uh, it looks, it looks kind of like a PlayStation cutscene now. But like Not you can so tell, much. it's more artful. Yeah. It's artful. It's an artful version of that. Um, it takes place in the future, obviously, and there's a uh, drug called Substance D, and it's about. It's kind of about the war on drugs, right? It's about Keanu Reeves plays a narc. He is an undercover agent who it's is living in this so, drug house, so undercover that he wears this piece of future technology, which we're all familiar with, um, that just. It's like a camouflage scramble suit, suit, a scramble suit. It just constantly flashes between different pictures of different people a all over suit. his body. It's and, so fucking cool. And his name is Fred, but like his, it's like Donnie Brasco, but so deep cover that he and he's so drug addicted that he forgets that he's himself. Like he starts to they right. they task him with investigating himself, and he forgets that's what he's doing. Yes. Like he, he, um, he just thinks he is Fred, and in fact, he's this guy named Robert. Um, oh gosh, what was it? It's Pro- Pro- Proctor. It was like a strange last name. Anyway, I don't know. This is based off a of Philip K. Dick. It uh, sure is. Story. Yeah, <laughs> and it ends with uh, a Philip K. Dick quote that is haunting. <laughs> yes, it is. It is <laughs> not much help to us so... here in the future. It's already pretty haunting. We have yeah, a rat the cast, queen. The cast of this movie is phenomenal, in my opinion. Um, because True. it's all people who very realistically A-list actors who also feel like drug addicts, uh, and some of them, in fact, were at one point. Um, it's got fucking um, what's his name, R- Rory Cochran? Is that his name? Yeah, Cochrane. The the dude from um, Deadpool. He's in Deadpool. I'm pretty I think sure of him he's as, in Deadpool. I think of him as Empire Records and um, Dazed and Confused, right? He's yeah, that's, that's right. Confused. Yeah, that's right. And he's the dad in Oculus. He is one of that's the, I right. think, the, Yeah, he's one of the more underrated actors, in my opinion. He is so fucking weird. Uh, and he only, he's like a character actor. He does yeah, he weird plays weirdos. Yeah, uh, he's in it playing the most like uh, tweaked out drugger. Drugger. Right, the guy druggy. who's used so um, much of, what's it called? Compound D or yeah substance and D, then, substance D, substance I'm sorry. D. and then of course woody harrelson who you right know. yeah <laughs> he's woody harrelson winona he's Ryder. The, he's who, the again, he's the willie nelson of woody harrelson's exactly winona winona Ryder, who just seems high uh and then robert downey jr who's perfect for like a yeah. tweaker speed guy he is uh, a maniac in this movie so good yeah he's really and great. then Ke- keanu reeves which i think is perfect to play a narc when you think about it, he's scruffy, he's but then really when you look closer, he's muscular. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a perfect narc. Yeah, he's really good. I really like this movie. Yeah, it's did pretty, you like this movie? I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah. This movie is... Uh, and, of course, Alex Jones. Yep, folks, Alex Jones gets in this tased and, and black bag thrown into a van at least. Yeah. So. But, yes, Alex <laughs> yeah, Jones is like, a thousand percent in this movie. 
Yeah, he has a cameo. It is a. It is a. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Morally speaking, he shouldn't be in this movie, but it is a good use of Alex Jones as an Alex Jones type. This is a world where Alex Jones is, I guess, correct. Um, well, it's a, it's certainly a, a version of the future in which he hasn't already been eaten by rats. Yeah. Also, for the record, I mean, I'm, it's, it's not really a defense, but this is 2006. So this is before Alex Jones was... I mean, he was still despicable, but this was before he was, like, Sandy Hook denials despicable, where, like, you know, I, I can see him seeming like a novelty in 2006. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's true. It's, I think he was still kind of a joke in 2006. That's how he's used here. Like, this is not yeah. a flattering depiction of Alex Jones. Like, it's it's Keanu's walking down the street in like one of the worst fugues that he experiences because his, his reality is breaking down. That's the premise of the film in general. Yeah. Um, and he's having a really hard time at this moment. Um, and he's got, he's just living in a tweaker pad with Robert Downey Jr. and Woody Harrelson and Robert Downey Jr. is just in his ear constantly motor mouthing about these bizarre conspiracies. And so he's, yeah. he's questioning his own reality and he's, and he's, question you know thinking about all these conspiracies and then he sees a guy across the street who is a known crackpot alex jones and yet and he's shouting crackpot shit through a megaphone on a street corner and yet a black van full of clearly like swat guys or agents or something leaps out and tases him and throws him inside so it's like is he right like it's 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 all meant to show his questioning of reality. So it's not like a flattering depiction of Alex Jones, at least. No, because the idea of substance D really fucks your brain. And I really like how they do the drug because I've hung out with a lot of speed freaks. Um, I've hung out with a lot of stoners. And what I really like about the way they do this drug is it's kind of a combo where like they, they start, these conversations start snowballing in a way where you feel like you're going nuts listening to the conversation yeah. because it's a, it's a dystopian noir film. It's also just kind of a stoner film at times where they're just sitting around talking um, and their conversations like the 18 speed bike scene. I love mm-hmm. where Robert Downey Jr. comes in and he's just like, I just got an 18 speed bike for $50 and he's so excited about it. And then they're like, I only count, I only count like half the gears. Yeah, nine speeds. Um, nine speeds. And he's just like, oh, those fuckers. You know, they probably, they were working on the bike. They probably left the bu- the skiers. They're just lying there in the garage. And then, you know, they sold it and they're like, we got to go out there and we got to go get like yeah, the get other gears. gears. And he's back. like, but you know, they're going to sell me them. It's it, That's the grift. And they it keeps snowballing into this like weird conversation. Uh, it's the same later where they think they find a, a, a joint that someone smoked in the house and it snowballs into them talking about like the logistics of selling the house. Right. Because and they've been like, found out. Right. And both times you, you notice like they take the drugs earlier and you're watching the drugs like kind of slowly take hold. Yeah. And so their conversations just get weirder and weirder as they're more, talking. More paranoid and, and dangerous. More paranoid because like the first thing we see is um, the Roy uh Cochrane Cochran character uh thinking there's aphids all over him and he's and he's spraying himself he's squashing the dog and he goes out and they show these little thought bubbles right of I love the idea of the cop pulling him over and not remembering the Miranda rights so he just blows his head off yeah. is his fantasy yeah. and so you're showing the paranoia right like this idea of like these are his little like fantasies 
of like what's going to happen. And I think that's the idea of what's happening to Keanu, right? Is like he slowly starts living out those paranoid fantasies. Right. As the movie goes. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's it's also, it's also about, I mean, I think the fact that it's animated is, is part of that, right? Like it's, it's right. the idea is like, this is, they, they, they describe it as like your, your, the two sides of your brain, logistical and like the creative or whatever at war with each other. Um, right. and one trying to fill in the gap. So it's like this quasi real, but also animated look. It's like the feeling sort of, of being on a little bit of the drug. Yeah, it's very good because it it's kind of it's almost fear and loathing with its drug sequences. Although I would say it's the the conversations yeah. they have are very fear and loathing. Very fear and loathing. And then like little things where it's like when when the shots are happening like they sort of like everybody's a little warpy, right? Mm-hmm. And like the angles are a little off <laughs> little because Katz. they're Yeah, because it's it's the drugs and then um and, and and it's just like I, I, when they deal with the scramble suit later, when he's like looking at the scramble suit and it starts scrambling into really weird shit, um, is such a good because the scramble suit alone makes you feel like you're on drugs, but it's supposed to be a real technology. But then later, when the drugs are like fucking his brain, the scramble suit looks weirder and weirder. Yeah, which is really great. Um, it's hard to describe the scramble suit other than to say that it's the suit where like all the quadrants of your body are constantly changing identities. Um, and not just like your head is changing. It's like, there's like six quadrants of the head changing. Yeah. And so any like given moment, your kneecap will be constantly flashing between different people's kneecaps. Yeah, exactly. It's and like your right every, eye, every point be, of yeah. your body. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. It's wild. Yeah. There's, I mean, and the, obviously the other thing that this movie is really heavy, heavy on, which turned out to be pretty prescient, although I, I'm not sure how much it helped yeah. us against the Rat Queen, is the level of state surveillance. Yeah, because it's kind of about the war on drugs, right? And yeah, it's about, and about... I mean, it's, well, it's, it's about... I think it's about 9-11, right? It's the war on terror, but it's yeah, like yeah, using yeah, yeah. the war on drugs as as the, as the, I guess, the metaphor for it. Well, not really metaphor, but you understand what I'm saying. Right, because the thing is, is that all the fucking people that... The, the, again, Everybody this is takes kind of the drug. Film. Everybody takes the drug, but all the the people that he's like, they have all this technology. They've bugged the house, and uh, there is a plot reason for this later that we'll get to. But like, they're just stoners. Like, they're just losers. Where you're like, why are they using all this technology to deal with these people? Like, they never seem like Robert Downey Jr. is so good in this because he's such a fucking loser. And he talks like Robert Downey Jr. He talks like he's fucking Iron Man, right? Like everything he says, he's like so smart. Mm-hmm. He's talking with that confidence. But it's of bullshit. Like, it's like it's crazy bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. And he's so incompetent yeah. where he's like, he makes a silencer and he's talking about it with this confidence and then it doesn't work. And he's like, oh, I simply augmented the sound instead of muffling it. I can, I can, I can fix this. Like everything again. It's like, it's like fucking Iron Man talking about his tech. Only it's just a fucking drug addict. Who's just like in the, who's just like he's expl- he's, he's making fire guns off yeah, in the backyard. Yeah. 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 He's, he, they're, they're all like in different levels of delusion because of this drug. Yeah. Um, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very, like, again, the cast is so perfect. Um, yeah, I remember when we used to be able to make movies. All of the actors are rat food now. Yeah. Especially Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. He went out, he went out hard. Yeah, he did. He took took a lot of rats with him. 
<laughs> yeah. But so Keanu is answering to Hank, um, which is his superior, who's, again, they're all in a scramble suit because the idea is they're so paranoid that like they don't want to know who anybody is. So right. all we so know the, is Keanu is... So they put him on surveilling himself, although this sort of gets... Yeah. Is not actually... And Hank is even saying like, I don't know who you are. For all you know, you are... You are you know, the guy we're putting you on to investigate, and in fact, he yeah, is. Which is. So there's a little yeah. bit, it, they sort of undo it later because there's an overall plan where this is being intentionally done to him to scramble his brain enough so that he can be like an inside agent to where they grow the substance D. Yes. That's what we learn is, so the yeah. spoilers, Hank is Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. And there's a good, there's a good scene where he determined, I think, Keanu's name is Archer, I want to say. Arctor, um, Arctor. Arctor. Where they, there's a scene where Hank goes like, I figured out your Arctor. Because you can actually, because Robert Downey Jr. tries to narc. Right, and he's, he's in there with him. So they know he's not, Barris is his name. Yeah, and Hank knows it's not Donna because I am Donna. I'm Winona Ryder. Um, so like there's that process of elimination slowly. Um, but the other reveal is that Winona Ryder's character, this is all like a deep cover where she knew it was him from the start. The whole time, yeah, he was picked for this. Because what we learn about is there's something called um, um, fucking, what is it called? Something, New Path. New Path is the recovery company. Mm-hmm. It's the Betty and Ford this is sort clinic, of an, basically. Yeah, this is sort of an observation on the war of drugs, is like what you learn is that they're also distributing the drugs. They're the people that so, are making the drugs, so that people will then come to their facility. So the plan is, is that they actually, Keanu Reeves, who's a narcotics agent, they're getting him so addicted to the drugs on purpose that they can throw him under the bus. Because what happens is he gets so addicted to the drug that they basically call him out and say, like, listen, you can't, you can't do this anymore. We have to send you to New Path. Um, but what, they, what they're doing is they're essentially, like, frying his fucking brain, hoping that he will while in New Path, because New Path only allows people who are so fried that they don't realize what is what happening doing, there. Yeah. Which is so they're hoping that some like yeah, remaining spark of has they keep re- in his brain because well, they keep repeating tiny blue flowers to him throughout the movie. Like they they, tr- right. they Truman show him with this shit. Yeah. Everybody suggests like one of them weirdly suggests bringing tiny blue flowers. It's like then they all use that specific phrase, so you you notice it. It's sort of like the would you kindly in Bioshock. So like when yeah. it gets to the end of the movie, they're like, you realize that was the, that was the entire plan. They were banking on if we repeat this phrase to him enough as something he should bring to his friends, he will f- bring one of the, if, if they are indeed growing the plants at the new path facility, like we suspect he will remember this thing and pick a flower up and bring right, it. He doesn't know why and he, he won't not, maybe not even understand why he'll just have that memory. And that's what happens. That's what happened. You can't tell at the end if he's really fried or not. Where he's, they're talking, they bring him out to do like the outdoor stuff at New Path. And he's just like, they're like, you get lots of fresh air here. And he's like, it's just like, I like fresh air. And he's like, there's mountains. He's like, I like mountains. And that's all he's saying. Like, he's just really agreeable and fried. And then he finds the flowers and picks them. And he goes, like, a, a gift for my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, in three months when he's when he visits gets to be visited so yeah like you kind of get this feeling of like he it feels like he sort of knows um but it's ambiguous right it's unclear yeah yeah like any like any philip k dick story i'm not sure how close this is to the actual story but i'm sure i'm sure the themes were probably the same 
for sure. I know there was the the part where um the botched suicide where it's all narrated over the radio, which is so fucking good. I think that's straight from the book, um, which is the character Rory uh, uh, Cochran's character. What is, is his character? Uh, Fex, I think, or Donna. Feck? Yeah, Donna Arctor. Let's see. Barris is Robert Downey Jr. Charles Freck. Freck. That's there it. it is. Yeah, and the the basically he's like hanging at home and the the fucking. Uh, radio starts narrating his own suicide to him and he uh, just carries it out but he wants like a good wine to kill himself with to down these pills and then like has his own little adventure with that and then ends up hallucinating like a, a creature that just reads all his misdeeds back to him yeah it's a really weird uh, yeah it's I was mentioned I was getting to it earlier uh we started talking about um other aspects but like the first a lot of this movie feels very like brazil in terms of the level of paranoia and surveillance um at at, state surveillance well again it's about it's every level right because they're paranoid too Mm -hmm. like robert downey jr essentially is also trying to bug the house yeah um, he just doesn't do these elaborate gambits yeah (laughs) that's such a good the scene so they go they go out the, the the car gets fucked up and and refuses to break and they almost die on the highway and then they're going home um and robert downey jr is like we're gonna find out who's gonna get us because i like trapped the house and i'm gonna like record them when they come through the door it'll like trigger this thing um that'll record it and he's like well how do you know they'll go through the front door and he's like because i i kept it unlocked i unlocked the front door and i put a note that's in the back door that says front door is unlocked so to trap people he's essentially just making the house um just unprotected yeah um, he left the door unlocked in a note on the door this, this slow progression of like his plan is so dumb and then they go in and they're like then that's when they find the joint and they're like, oh, my God, they're setting us up. They're going to come in right now and bust us. And, of course, Robert Downey Jr.'s surveillance equipment doesn't work. So they become, like, ultra paranoid. And then, and that's when they're like, we got to sell the house, even though he thinks the SWAT team is going to come in in, like, a minute. And then they start talking about, like, the logistics of selling the house. Mm-hmm. And then Winona Ryder comes in and goes, I came in like the note said. What's wrong with you guys? Assuming the note was for her, because yeah. why would it right. be? It's, it's, it's so the same, good. It's the same kind of thing as as the upper level stuff of where he's yeah. he's investigating himself. It's, like, so absurd. And the, the, exactly. the, the paranoia and is such that... And he, yeah, right. The paranoia is so extreme that he can't even tell his boss, like, I, I'm him. Like, he, I'm, I'm him. Like it's not, yeah. And everybody's kind of like the the part with Woody Harrelson choking is so intense. Where Robert De- he's Woody Harrelson starts choking, and Keanu Reeves is watching it on surveillance footage, and is just like watching as Robert Downey Jr. does nothing to help him, uh, which is such a weird haunting scene. And then he just like slowly, casually gets up and calls the EMT. Uh, and he's still and on then, the on the phone call to nine one one. He's still being that same bullshit like trying to sound like he knows, like he's like, I'm not sure if he's like choking or if it's some sort of like thrombose. Like he's still trying to sound really smart. Like he's on top of it, but it's like, you're, (laughs) it's such a good use of Robert. It really is. Yeah. He's he's such a fucking weird sociopath. He's so unlikable. He's such a good villain. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end he, he keeps trying to narc and they, 
he he brings in like fake audio of Keanu Reeves, and then you realize like Hank doesn't believe him for a second because Hank is Winona Ryder. So like mm-hmm. at the end, they're just like he's and full of shit. And we're also and not they even just sure him. they do they do things where we're seeing the movie from Keanu's perspective. So that's the only for the most part. There's one scene at the end, um, but. Uh, so for the most part, it's all from his point of view. And at one point he's doing that test where the, the only point of the test is like, Hey, there's a, they're showing him uh, basically flashcards that have uh, a bunch of horizontal lines, but there are spaces in them. And the, and the, and the negative space makes out a picture. Like it'll look like a Coke bottle or a giraffe. Right. Um, and he's just supposed to look at the picture um, and tell them what the image is. It's a way to test how his brain is holding up under all this drug abuse. And we see, he sees, and therefore we see these cards as one thing, and then the people giving him the test are reacting as if it's totally different. And then as the scene changes, the, the image on the card changes. So it's like right. when he, when uh, Barris Robert Downey Jr. comes in and plays that audio, it to us and to Keanu, it just sounds like a like a conversation that totally happened. It does not sound like a faked recording. So we don't even right. know if that's what it, the movie has done enough that we don't know if that's actually what it sounded like. Oh yeah, I, I mean, at one point, the people giving the test change. Yes, the, like the the doctors become different people. Mm-hmm. So there is this feeling of like, as the movie gets on, as the drugs take over his brain, you just can't tell. Right, and the woman he real. slept with changes from um, that woman Connie into Winona Ryder, and it yep. and it does so on the surveillance tape too when he goes back and yeah. looks at it. That was really trippy. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, because you get this feeling that Winona Ryder's character did care about him. Yeah, um, but she feels still doing what she does to the degree that she feels bad about what they're doing to him. I think I yeah. don't think she like personally likes him. That like she has all as his. Yeah, exactly. Like the the whole thing is he keeps being like, "Why can't I have sex with her? She's my girlfriend, and she never wants to have sex with me." And the reason why is like she's undercover, right? Like that's that's actually right. the reason why. And then Robert Downey Jr. throws like throws a hint that he has also tried hitting on her as well. Yes, and it's because like not- he does it in the most scumbag way, where he's like, "I'll have you know that." It's not just him. It's it's any guy. Other males and he's as well. Like yeah. saying it in this very confident way of like, how could she have said no to me? You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really they do a really good job with, and I feel like Fear and Loathing does this too. And for the record, I love drugs. So like, sure. Um, and and so like, obviously, addiction can be a horrible disease. So the movie isn't making fun of addicts. That's sort of the point. And I think it's the idea of like. The I think paranoia that's the idea of behind the Philip drug K. Dick addicts. quote at the end, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and the paranoia of these drug addicts, sort of like um, it, uh, it, it, it's the idea of a microcosm for the larger system, right? Is like it's all these levels of paranoia and like rat fucking and everybody screwing each other over, like Robert Downey Jr. fucking letting Woody Harrelson choke mm-hmm. is like. It's basically the government sacrificing Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. Or not the government, but the the the, the narcs are. Yeah, I guess it is the government. It is the government. Um, and not knowing what's real and what's not and stuff. But they do a very good, and I, Fear and Loathing does this too, where it's like kind of the drug addicts like really thinking they're like that that blind confidence mm-hmm. <laughs> that like <laughs> and that they're just so coming great. off like a maniac to <laughs> someone else. Yeah, um, they do that a few times. Uh, that's great. And Robert Downey Jr. is just so good with that, where it's like he's acting so fucking like I'm in control. Everybody loves me. I'm Robert Downey Jr. I'm car- like he has that Tony Stark attitude, but then what he's saying and doing is so terrible. Right. That it's such a good fucking mix. 
Um, yeah, he's like a cult yeah. leader, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's ah, oh, he's such a good actor. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. They're all it's a shame good. what the rats did to him. It is, and Keanu Reeves again. It's a very good use of Keanu Reeves because yeah, um, solid. He has of like involved. Yeah, I do want to talk about the bigger meaning and like what the name is and what. Um, do, should we talk about the technology in the world first? Um, sure. And see if there's anything that can help us. Um, I think those scatter place. suits might help. Not for too long, though. We would just look like a different yeah, person okay. for the Rat Queen to kill. That's the problem. The Rat Queen, are still gonna, they're just still going to eat us it's no true. matter what. It's true. This takes place seven years from now, which I believe is 2013, right? Because it came out in 2006. Sure did. In Anaheim, California. It's got Anaheim energy. Yeah, big Anaheim Like energy. we said. Big Disneyland. It's war on... Big Disney bounders yeah. in this film. They're all Disney bounders. Yeah. It's a world with slave labor, basically. This co- this company that's figured out how to do that through the drug addicts. Um, the style, it's all modern style, right? The, the junkie wear is great, but it's all modern. The only thing I noticed is he has like an Apple watch at one point, which I was like, oh, you nailed it. And I mean, all of the surveillance... Yeah, in terms of technology, we haven't gotten a, we never got a scramble suit. Um, we should get one. We should. We I should love look that around you can in like, the ruins for one. I like that you can like go live in it. Like he can talk internally in the suit, yeah, which is cool. It's like a little Iron Man suit. Yeah. Um, we got that cool drug substance D. Yeah, that, that can help us out right now. It'd be like it'd be a nice boon for us, like these bones. Yeah. Like that skeleton. Uh, the cell phone tracking stuff is pretty. Like you said, I love the idea that they're putting so much resources into just like a couple of dirt bags talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what seems to be at first, you know, the Brazil portion of it, into investigating themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, investigating the video, their own undercover operation. Yeah. They, one thing I noticed about this movie, and it, the, this movie was 2006, so it's not the 90s, but we're seeing... The birth of something I, I know I've talked about, which is like, I think Marvel movies are the biggest um, uh, offender of this, which is the assumption that holograms were going to be really obtainable and easy. Right. And practical. And they do that. Yeah. They do that in this too, where he has a hologram. Um, that's like the big. <laughs> it's like, I mean, we had like in the 80s, everybody was obsessed with the video phone. It's like, why wouldn't you think that right. we would just do that? Like we have FaceTime. Why the fuck do I want a hologram? It's, Other than it's, the fact yeah. that they are awesome. And it's a hologram kind of video would phone. really liven this place up. It would go nicely with the bones. Future. Oh, I'd love. Well, we could, we could do something with the bone dust or something, figure really out a true. hologram. We might be able to find that Kanye hologram somewhere. That's true. But those holograms were never holograms. That's the it's thing. true. It's we true. we haven't really done holograms the way movies want them to be. We we go look it up. It's never been. We've never really had holograms, and we can tell and you from movies really seem to from think. the far distant future of 2023. We never got them. We never got no. Holograms. We just got rats. We got ra- We got so many rats. I wish the they other, were holograms, but they're not. The other cute 90s thing from this movie, and I think this was also in Back to the Future, is barcode license plates that they do, which I just think is an adorable idea because what they're implying is that we need license plates that computers can read. Yeah. They're, they're implying that it can be scanned. They just didn't foresee. Sorry. Yeah. That's it. They didn't foresee the fact that you could just do that with numbers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you have computers can now read numbers just fine. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? But the idea, the idea is the same. 
Like they it is, they of understood course. it. That was the correct prediction, even though not not exactly correct. It's like it's like a butterfly effect, correct? Where it's slightly different, but still basically right. the same. Yeah. And then um, you talked about Robert Downey Jr.'s phone thing. I if that is in fact what he played back, because they say it's a fake on a home computer, mm-hmm. that means they sort of predicted deep fakes a little bit. Then right. Maybe it would be a deep. It maybe again. It depends on the drugs. We don't know how. What like I said, we don't know if that's actually what it sounded like. It may, it may have. Yeah. It may have sounded hilariously obvious. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, don't yeah. edit this together later to say I killed Earl Milford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. That's all I. That's all I flagged with. Like, I don't think any of that can be used for the rat. I mean, the, the substance Queen? D can definitely be used, Dave. If anything, we can take it. Exactly. Not, yeah, a, not everything. We... we might not be able to destroy this future, Dave. We may just have to live in, live in it and, and hope, yeah. hope that uh, something, maybe our, 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 our dispatches to the past have had some effect. I don't, I don't know if we're going to find the, 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 the killer bullet here. Yeah, I don't know. I Silver don't know future bullet. Tom. Yeah, a killer bullet is also that would be. Listen, useful. all of the rat smoke in here is uh, affecting my it's ability a, it's, to find it's words. It's our own substance, D. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, is. we've been smoking out of the skull. We haven't been smoking weed. We've been smoking. Rats. Oh no, none of that survived. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, our drugs are all derivatives of rat. They're all rat-based. We have a rat-based yeah. vice now. So. When he says, what does the scanner see? Does it see us clearly or darkly? And the name of this is the scanner darkly. And it's a reference to like the technology, right? Right. I think the story is called through a scanner darkly. Yeah. What does that all mean? In, in relation to the drugs and stuff, I had my own thought of it. I think it's all about perception, um, but yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's all about what is reality, right? Because mm-hmm. he's talking about like, how will the scanners see us ultimately? And I think the thing is that he's watching like a big part of this movie is him watching himself through the surveillance cameras mm-hmm. and this idea of like the things he saw at the time because of the drugs. Cause it's, it is a, a big part of this movie. Cause it is about like the paranoia, the war and terror, all that. And but it's also drugs, about, yeah. yeah, but it's also about perception mm-hmm. of, of like the drugs are fucking with their perception. Right. And the scanners, should in theory see everything objectively is the idea right we're we're under this surveillance state now because of the war on drugs but it's, um, i think what it's or in the war on terror in real life and the question is of course like i think will, what will all that surveillance see in us right and i think the point there that philip k dick may have been trying to make is that it's not objective like it it may capture it objectively because it's a machine but it doesn't matter it's all in how you it's all in how it's interpreted yep and what it's capturing right like if if you're doing a war on drugs you're only really going to see people on drugs right yeah you're only going to see the war on terror it's the things that are going to be saved and so it's the it's sort of that like the 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 things that get saved throughout history and from the surveillance state is going to be like a really bleak view of humanity um, and this idea, like Philip K. Dick, of course, loves the idea of artificial intelligence. And like, is this how humanity will be seen by other entities or by an intelligence higher than us? Mm-hmm. That they don't really explore that idea. But not, not 
too much. Just con- just the conceptual idea of it, of, of the nature of reality and uh, how one person sees one thing maybe you know that's that's a really really old thought experiment it's like what if what if what you see as orange is totally different than what i'm looking at right um and there's no way to, no, it's impossible yeah. to know you can't ever know yeah we've we've eaten so many rat we've eyes eaten so many rat eyes future dave yeah i'm wearing not, not some i made contact lenses out of rat eyes and that didn't even help yeah i'm wearing rat lenses um, now my eyes are yeah. horribly infected. I'm mostly blind. Yeah. Yeah, well. But this is the how the rats see. This is the future that we made. And if we're, if we're unable to stop this from happening, then maybe it's, maybe it's my lot. Maybe that's the price yeah. I pay is to wear rat eyes. Right. Plus, but I yeah, can blend it, in. I think, I think I can blend in. Um, maybe the, oh, maybe yeah, the rat the queen doesn't see so well. Scent. Yeah. yeah. We'll find out. Um, we've been sharpening bones this whole time mm-hmm. to go uh, finally take the Rat Queen and hopefully get some more rat fuel is the plan. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, if ideally, you hear no can... broadcast from us, that means we were murdered by the Rat Queen. Yeah, that means we, we fell. We fell trying to collect rats uh, and yeah. ran afoul of the Rat Queen. But please know that we, we met our end uh, triumphantly and without tears in our eyes. Of course not. Um, definitely you know? not. Yeah, no, Certainly I not like me. It. I think my tear ducts are fused. Yeah. I think they've all scabbed over completely. Of course. Um, but yeah, and, and, and so like, I don't know if this movie's trying to say something completely solid. No, right? I think Other it's just... Said, like, oh, go ahead. It's observation on the war of drugs is obviously, is very... Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the, like, you look at fentanyl, right? Um, yeah. And that's kind of our substance D right now. Who caused fentanyl? Uh, it was the fucking pharmaceutical companies, right? Yeah. Creating this like dependency creating this problem so it's sort of about that cycle of the war on drugs which is that we use the war on drugs to justify heavy surveillance and xenophobia and all these other things when the like the call is coming from inside the house right that and this is a very direct version of new path being you know sinister like completely sinister about it mm-hmm. um which i would say that so are the pharmaceutical companies a thousand but they're, percent yeah yeah but obviously, it's a little more complex. The system that happens, you know, um, with with fentanyl. But uh, it's the same basic principle, which is like, and the same with the war on terror, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, how do these terrorist factions happen? It's like, I don't know. Let's look into who trained them. Let's look into who's destabilizing these countries. So it's all that idea of this like cycle. Um, well, and right, the and way, the, yeah. And then with it so focused on external, and it's like, well, maybe domestic terrorism is at an all-time high in, in the distant year of alternate 2023. Right, and it's this cycle and this addiction that you could also say the war on drugs is that, and of course being on drugs is that, and and so it's like trying to make the observation that it almost feels like the title of Scanner Darkly and the surveillance stuff almost feels secondary mm-hmm. to what they're actually saying, you know what I mean? I think so. I think this movie is just a lot of observations that I think are, are very good and correct about a lot of things, but they're not terribly deep observations, you know? It's, no, it's, and it's kind of just a mesh. Right, yeah. Which, but, is, which is totally totally fine. It's totally valid for a piece of art to do. It doesn't... Yeah. It's, the art's job is not necessarily to answer questions. It's to yeah. give you new perspectives. It's, it's sort of a spiritual sequel to Waking Life because Waking Life is a series of conversations about reality and and like Mm -hmm. it's kind of a coffee and cigarettes so for that reason it's it's kind of the duller version of this movie 
like waking life i only saw once because it was like it was interesting but it didn't it was sort of just like people talking uh and this is like the more i guess cynical version of that where this is also people talking but it's has a few more layers and a bit more of a plot uh but god i i fucking this might be my favorite link letter film I, it's, I think it's. I think so. I mean, I like um, School of Rock a lot, but yeah, I like um, Dazed and Confused. But I I've also never been seen a, that never in been a while. huge Dazed and Confused fan. I watched that a bunch as a kid, like back when I, you know, was like a stupid kid. Um, I, we watched Dazed and Confused a bunch, um, me and my friend, and that one was fun. I liked the hangoutness of it. I liked mm-hmm. the idea of it's like just one night in the seventies, kids hanging out. But obviously, like. It's the 70s. I didn't really like... It didn't like speak right, to me. It's not like a nostalgia point for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this movie is just so fucking... I don't know. Just so well put together. So fucking it's very weird and haunting. Yeah, this is an it, excellent it's film. A, I don't want to call it underrated, but I feel like it's like... Feel like when people talk about like drug movies sort of and like fear and loathing, yeah. yeah, it's like this kind of feels like it deserves to be in that conversation more because mm-hmm. um, it's such a cool fucking movie. It is, and it's yeah. underrated in that the cast, like it's it's Robert Downey Jr. Listen, he has all the money, and oh well, he did until the rats got him. But like, <laughs> and I, you know, ten years of Iron Man, I think people have forgotten like roles like this where it's like, God damn. Like he's so fucking good. He's good as Iron Man. Don't go. He is. Get That's me wrong. why Marvel but, is what it is. Is because of him. Yeah, but it's like it's just that one flavor for so long. That yeah. You're like, yeah. oh right, I love right. these you other can flavors. Do other things. And that's kind of everybody in this, which is like, it, it, it's that reminder with Keanu Reeves, where it's like, I love John Wick, but like, man, he used to like, I don't know, he used to do weird shit. Do other like things. this is so cool and weird. Um, he can do other things. I mean. Not that many other things, but no, but he guess, has and can. Yes, he was in replicas. <laughs> he sure you know? was, Dave. Uh, but like, I liked him. You know, Devil's Advocate. He's fun. I like him in The Gift. Um, oh, sure, yeah. It's just like even actors who aren't necessarily that um, gifted. I want to say I, I don't want to insult Keanu Reeves. He's doing his thing. I just like that. This there were still eras where people were doing weird shit. You know. Yeah. And this is such a cool movie. It also was probably low production. Like I read that Robert Downey Jr. had all his lines on post-it notes where'd throughout you, the room. Where'd you read that? Because they could, because um, they could just rotoscope them. No, out. no, no. I mean, where did you read? Where, where, where did you find things to read? Oh, I, I think there was there was some IMDb trivia, but I also have the DVD. How did it survive the Holocaust? Is what I'm asking. Oh, oh this is all stuff you committed to memory before before the end, before the fall. Yes. Honestly, and yes. And before, before. I got you. But I carve them on bones, too, every now and That's then now. Man, they're so good for that. We've got so much written down on these here bones. Yeah. I'm making my own internet movie data bones, is what I'm calling it. That's that's a great um, idea. That's a great idea, Future Dave. Yeah, if we give it to And we anybody. should reopen this place as Hollybone Video. Hollywood, Hollybone Video, yeah. Yep. We nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Um but yeah, the point being that I, I think the rotoscoping probably cost a lot, but the production, it's like, oh, we need to get, you know, it needs to be set in this location. It's kind of like, like green screen, right? Where they can just like add some shit rotoscoping. 
And so it's like a kind of a cool idea of like how to do certain effects, right? Where it's like, Oh sure. Definitely for all the hallucination type stuff. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it looks seamless and it doesn't, it's, it's kind of a timeless film because of how it was made. Yeah. Where it's like, it's never going to look cheesy because it always, it, everything fits its own world. So like there isn't like a CGI thing that stands out at any point, even though there's plenty of CGI in this, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's a very f- slick film. Um, and it's like, surprisingly, like it doesn't feel dated, I guess is my point. Um, it's hard for to, anything at least to, not feel, too much. to feel dated where we are. But yeah, that's true. Well, that's yeah, true. that's true. It's, it's, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed this final treat. Uh, uh, hopefully it helped. We didn't, yeah, we didn't learn I, too I much from it. Maybe you guys can hide us some substance D. We Maybe can find it in the future. Tape bones on us or something. Leave your our, ske- like make scramble sh- suit. Make sure when the end comes to hide yourself somewhere good so that we might be able to find your skeleton. Like just really everybody. Oh, just- oh wait, wait, wait. Wait, you know what I hear? What's that? You know what I hear? When when the apocalypse happens, maybe uh you know what you guys should do is uh go to Hollywood video yes. and just like just hang out there. All right, hold on. Oh yeah, it worked. There's so many skeletons. Oh man, outside now. oh shit. Yep. Ah, it was like the oh, shining when the all. blood came out of the elevator. Ah, yeah, we are in bone. We city are now. knee deep in bone wealth, future Dave. We're we're basically the richest people. Yeah, we're, we're Robert Downey Jr. rich now. We're bonionaires. Um, bonionaires, and we're gonna sharpen these bones, and we're gonna fight the rat queen. We can make a car and, out of these bones. Yeah, and we're gonna get more rat fuel, and maybe in the future we will broadcast some more. Uh, we didn't fix the future. But we at least got a lot more bones. Way more bones, though. Thank you all for your lovely bones. Arc complete. Story arc complete for now. (laughs) To be continued, question mark? Maybe. Back to the future font. (laughs) Yep. Bones. Uh, It's a rat queen, Murray. (gasps) You're going to drink rat blood. (laughs) Oh, um... Are you done talking about Scanner Darkly? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the past, we had a Patreon. We did. You might want to check out. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, there's exclusive podcasts. There was uh, called um, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Fox Muller's a Maniac. Star Trek The Next Future on Spielboys. We did custom podcast episodes. We did custom We Just Watch. We used to watch um, movies every Friday night. Remember those times? Yeah, dark, every Friday well, night. Before the dark times. We yeah. watched so many great movies with our lovely patrons. Yeah, we did. So check all that out. In the past. Well, it still exists. In the past. Um, we, yeah. al- we also had a store. Uh, head over to GameFleetEmployee.com where you could find a link to our Teespring store where we had all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you could get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of stuff. So slap your past tense peepers onto those before the yep. rats come. And mail us, mail us bones. Mail us bones. Mail us bones. Mail and also, bones. Uh, thank Mail you, bones. thank you to oh, Marco. Oh, obviously. Thank you once again to Marco for your skull, for your bones. Mm-hmm. We just need more. So, yeah, more bones, please. Do it. All the bones. Send them, please. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.